Welcome to Old Books with Grace. I'm Dr. Grace Hammond. I want to share with you a preview for the upcoming series during Lent on Old Books with Grace, which is going to be called The Many Faces of Jesus. From the earliest days of the church, Christians have portrayed Jesus in art and stories. We have done so both positively and negatively in order to limit him and confine him to make him like ourselves. And alternatively, through the beauty of art and literature, to understand and glorify particular aspects of him revealed to us in the Gospels. We capture different parts of his personality, his mission, his twofold nature of being God and being a human. Such versions of Jesus are always culturally inflected. They speak to where we are at that moment in history, for good and for ill. I'm sure you can immediately imagine plenty of examples. Perhaps the easiest version of a cultural portrayal of Jesus today is white Jesus. Most of us have grown up with white Jesus in the popular art of the 20th century. He has light brown or blonde hair. He has blue eyes. He looks a little bit like a very spiritual Jared Leto. He's California Jesus, surfer Jesus. He's super clean cut otherwise, other than his long surfer locks. He often smiles unthreateningly. A very popular version of White Jesus is the 1941 painting by Warner Salmon, which if you Google it or go to my website where I've posted it, oldbookswithgrace.com, you'll immediately recognize. Salmon's Jesus is in partial profile, blue eyes raised heavenward, slight smile, dark blonde hair waving elegantly on his shoulders. The background is blurred, nondescript, like the backdrop of a studio, and a gentle light illuminates his hair and his features. The style of Salmon's portrait is deliberate. He painted Jesus in a pose that looks like most professional and school pictures at the time, making Jesus approachable, welcoming to the mid-century era. This choice to portray Jesus in the styles of the times isn't a bad thing. It has been done by artists since the very earliest portrayals of Jesus. However, the dark side of white Jesus is pretty clear. Jesus has been remade in order to serve American or European cultural ideals of who we would like Jesus to be. Non-threatening, handsome according to our society, belonging to the dominant white culture. I'm not saying you're a white supremacist if you have a prayer card or artwork where Jesus is portrayed as white, but this version of Jesus does reveal to us who we wanted him or want him to be at a particular cultural moment. And this portrayal stubbornly persists. The legacy of white Jesus haunts the church today, as most people, when asked to imagine Jesus, imagine something like Salmon's artwork. It haunts us as we see the echoes of white Jesus violently invoked, as at the insurrection at the Capitol. Jesus saves, screeched out the posters of some of the rioters, competing for attention with sweatshirts emblazoned with anti-Semitic slogans and loud chants to hang Mike Pence. They invoked a Jesus thoroughly assimilated to their own violent and racist agenda. Another popular version of Jesus today is historical Jesus. 
historical Jesus appears on the History Channel, in classrooms at universities, in news media about archaeological digs in the Middle East. Historical Jesus can be really interesting and cool. I love reading articles about what archaeologists are discovering. Historical Jesus helps us to understand what was going on in Palestine during those critical years of 1 through 33 AD. But historical Jesus is also conveniently manageable, shrunk down, and stripped of miracles in order to accommodate what we can understand. Both versions of contemporary Jesus that I've mentioned above have their roots in the Jesus of Scripture. Like white Jesus, Jesus of the Gospels came to the people in their culture at that time. He entered into their lives. He spoke their language. He touched them in ways that they could understand. Like historical Jesus, Jesus of the Gospels lived, ate, and breathed in the ancient Near East. He entered houses that later became historical digs. His body was buried in a place we attempt to identify. He worshipped at the temple where we can walk today. But neither version can fully encompass Jesus, and both versions can lead one into using Jesus in order to justify one's own beliefs and ideologies in destructive ways. White Jesus certainly takes the cake on this one. I think the Jesus that has most influenced me is the Jesus of children's Bibles. This is my earliest Jesus. This is the Jesus that I drew in church as my parents attempted to distract me into silence during the sermon when I refused, like any shy person, to go to children's church. To this day, when I try to envision the face of Jesus, I picture him as a cartoon. I can't imagine his face as a real enfleshed person. I think of him in the style of Read Aloud Bible Stories by Ella K. Lindvall and illustrated by H. Kent Puckett. Google it. Though based on Bible stories, this Jesus is a simplified and less confusing version of the scriptural Jesus. And by the way, if you have young kids, I still think this series contains the best gospel retellings for little kids. This simplified and less confusing Jesus is often very convenient for me. So I want to ask you, what versions of Jesus shape your imagination? You might be thinking at this point, what does this have to do with old books? For Lent, Old Books with Grace will share and explore some medieval representations of Jesus in art and literature. The versions of Jesus that dominate the medieval church's imagination, for good and for ill. These medieval portrayals of Jesus may strike us as odd, threatening, charming, creative, stupid, or inspiring. In attending to these versions of Jesus, I hope for a few end goals. The first is that we may expand our Christian imagination. Perhaps a sight of Jesus that has never occurred to you or been sideswept by our contemporary culture will suddenly illuminate an aspect of the Jesus of Scripture. The second is that we may better identify the ways that we ourselves have culturally contained and portrayed Jesus in positive and negative ways. Often the strangeness of the past helps us to recognize the weird or damaging things we believe in order to make Jesus more palatable, understandable, or like us. To borrow from Joshua 24.15, whom do you serve? The last is that many, though not all, of these representations are simply beautiful in their own right. 
to witness another different kind of worship reminds us of the love that binds us as the church, crisscrossing and transcending history and cultures where we least expect it. I'm really excited to think about the many faces of Jesus with you. Here's a little preview of what we are going to cover. On February 17th, we'll look at Jesus the Judge, Old English Poetry and the Art of the Early Church. February 24th will be Jesus our Intimate Lover, Marjorie Kemp, John of the Cross, and Mysticism. March the 3rd is Jesus the Brave Knight, William Langland and William Dunbar. March 10th, we will explore Jesus of the University, Thomas Aquinas and the Scholastic Theologians. March 17th, we will look at something dear and familiar to me after this Julian series, Jesus Our Mother, Julian of Norwich and the monastic tradition. March 24th, we'll have some interesting resonances with our modern context, Jesus the Good Medieval Christian, Nicholas Love and the Institutionally Approved Christ. The last episode will be the final Wednesday before Easter, March 30th, Jesus in Mortal Suffering, Late Medieval Art and Lyric Poetry, very appropriate for the week of the crucifixion. This whole list is online at oldbookswithgrace.com. I encourage you to invite a friend to listen to you, listen with you, that is, and listen to you as you discuss perhaps via Zoom or a weekly walk in this time of isolation. Um, Maybe make it a Lent practice. And don't forget to subscribe to Old Books with Grace in order to catch all the episodes. You'll also be able to read them at oldbookswithgrace.com if you prefer that. Um, I hope you'll tune in, and I think it's going to be really fun. 